0: Episode 253 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you in part by Gusto, easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small businesses. With the chance to demo their software free for three months when you run your first payroll. Visit gusto.com slash read to lead to find out more.
1: I want us to be the best we can be for ourselves, not present ourselves so others approve, but claim ourselves so that we approve.
0: Hi, and welcome to the Read to Lead podcast, the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. My name is Jeff Brown, and I believe that if you want to achieve true success in business and in your life, then intentional and consistent reading has got to be a part of your overall plan. The Read to Lead podcast is going to help you narrow this list and bring you key insights and valuable ideas from some of the world's most successful and inspiring authors. On today's show, we get to hear from author Arthur Samuel Joseph. And just for fun, try saying author and Arthur back to back several times. It's, it's a lot tougher than it sounds. Arthur's brand new book is called Vocal Leadership, Seven Minutes a Day to Communication Mastery. In the book, Arthur provides proven techniques and daily exercises to help you develop a commanding voice and presence and improve vocal quality, mental acuity, body language, and self-esteem to dramatically increase your influence. It's going to take you step-by-step through the process of becoming an effective and powerful speaker by providing insight into breathing techniques, vocal warm-ups. Visual projection, appropriate tempo, body language, verbal and nonverbal expression, and effective storytelling. Among other things, I plan to ask Arthur to share about how vocal awareness impacts every part of your life and business, what it means to develop your vocal business brand, communicating and embodying leadership through your voice, even if you don't feel you can, and much, much more. Oh, and be sure and stick around to the end of our conversation because I've got a coupon code good for 50% off Arthur's Vocal Awareness Course. Arthur Samuel Joseph is founder and chairman of the Vocal Awareness Institute, and he's widely recognized as one of the world's foremost communication strategists and authorities on the human voice. His voice and leadership training program called Vocal Awareness teaches communication mastery through a disciplined regimen of specific techniques designed to cultivate an embodied and enhanced leadership presence and personal presence. Now, here's where I get really, really jealous. Uh, he's, he's, he's got my dream job. He's coached Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Uh, Sean Connery, Tony Robbins, Stephen Covey, Jerry Rice, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, and and on and on. And he's written several books starting in the late 90s. Today, we're diving into his 2014 release, a book called Vocal Leadership, Seven Minutes a Day to Communication Mastery. I'm thrilled to have him here. Arthur, welcome officially to the Read to Lead podcast.
1: Well, thank you so very much for having me. And I do a a lot of podcasts, and people read that same sort of copy, but you communicated it in a way that was genuine, and I really appreciate that, and I want your listeners to understand because it conveys a thoughtfulness, Mm. not just the reading of a laundry list of something I'm supposed to read. (laughs) It it sounded like you, and thank you very much Mm. for your kindness.
0: Well, right back at you, Arthur. (laughs) I appreciate that. Well, let's sort of set the stage here. The book is primarily about empowerment through voice. So what is empowerment through voice as you describe it, Arthur, in the book?
1: Voice is power. Doesn't mean I have to be a big, bombastic speaker. Mm -hmm. I can be an intimate speaker like this. What it means is authenticity. What it means is control. Sociologists say the greatest fear in society is public speaking. You've heard that completely bogus misnomer. (laughs) The actual fear in society is fear of abandonment and ownership of my power, Mm. claiming me without approbation, being me without worrying about what somebody else thinks of me doing this. When we get in front of people, we're actually taught you have to bond with your audience. Well, what if somebody has a different POV than that person in the third row? Mm. I can't serve two masters. So what this work is about, empowerment through voice, is about personal sovereignty. That word means supreme excellence or an example of it. I want us to be the best we can be for ourselves, not present ourselves so others approve, but claim ourselves so that we approve.
0: Mm, And then that presumably directly impacts other parts of our, of our life and, and business, does it? Not that awareness.
1: Exactly. A lot of this work is trademarked. And one of the trademarked elements is empowerment through voice. And as you know, I teach a lot of elite athletes, a lot of superstar performers. I myself, I'm a classical singer by training. Hmm. And I don't know one athlete, one great artist, who in the moment of their performance, in the moment of their skill think one moment about, does the coach approve? (laughs) Do my teammates like me? (laughs) Oh, I hope the audience likes what I'm doing. Mm. There's not one snippet of bandwidth available to do that. In these performance moments, these elite talents are completely self-focused.
0: One of my favorite lines from the book Arthur is where you say there has always been an implicit assumption that because we know how to speak we know how to communicate this is the tragic flaw and that's that's something I really want everyone to understand that because you can talk doesn't mean you're, you're automatically a good communicator. This, this is the, the, the theme that I'm, I'm latching onto. to. There, there's an exercise early in the book that asks us to answer how we think we're perceived and how we want to be perceived. You've talked a little bit about how this. How we
1: want to be known. How
0: we want to be known.
1: Yes. Make that distinction because that's how we're known to ourselves. Mm. So this work is all metaphor. There's clearly of technique to be learned. Mm. But it is, as you said at the top of this conversation, empowerment through voice. Every athlete I teach in the first lesson, I say to them, you bring the talent to your sport, but someone literally teaches you every single thing you do. (laughs) But who teaches us to be ourselves while others watch? Mm. I was at the honors event on Saturday at at Super Bowl, and you saw who wrote the forward for my latest book. Mm. And Commissioner, when he spoke spoke about the the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and Jared Payton, whom I also taught. Commissioner was standing there in stature, deliberately. His hands laced in front of him, deliberately, rather than clutching his hands. Reading Prompter, his conscious, loving breath, and his visceral language were embodied. And yet I taught him that a few years ago, mm. but there it was for all the world to see. Now, nobody knows that Commissioner is thinking like that in vocal awareness. All we see is this renowned leader communicating effectively. Mm. The first thing I do in a first lesson is what you're asking about here. We created a persona statement. How do I want to be known? And it creates a really interesting notion. For in vocal awareness, every single thing in life revolves only around two things, to choose to do something or to choose not to. Mm. Even in abdication, one makes a choice by walking away. All right. But what we learn in empowerment through voice is, does that choice empower me or disempower me? So here, we don't even realize that we have a choice in how we want to be known. So this persona exercise gets us thinking about, wow, I have a choice. Mm. So we write down, this is how I believe I'm presently perceived. We might write strong or anxious or fast or... Whatever adjectives or qualities we write down. But the second one is always aspirational. This is how I want to be known. For example, I don't want to just be a business leader. I want to embody a leader in business. I want to be known as not just bright, but perhaps highly intelligent or caring, warm, genuine, whatever those attributes might be. But then this work is how do I embody that? And so we read at the back of the book, you'll notice there's a glossary of root sources to words. Mm. We look up the word presentation because we believe that everything we do publicly, at least in some professional context, is a presentation from a PowerPoint to a conference call or whatever it is. But we look up the word present, it means to introduce formally, to bring before the public. We look up the word performance, and it means to carry out fulfill. To do. Every public interaction, at least at a professional level, is a performance because someone is watching or listening. And then to step into the size of that second persona can feel really disconcerting. It feels contrived, forced. We get all these mixed messages growing up. Well, oh, you shouldn't act like that. What will people think? You shouldn't say that. You sound arrogant. Mm. That great artist, that great athlete is hubristic in that performance moment. They are the center of their world, just like an infant is the center of the universe. <laughs> We're only in their lives to serve their every need for those first two or three years.
0: Well, That, that leads me to my, my next question. You, you say vocal power is earning power. What does that mean? Speak to the idea, if you would, of, of developing your vocal business brand. Talk a bit more about that.
1: You made the wonderful distinction about the, we can all speak, but we can't all communicate. Mm. So we begin with our persona statement. Then how do I get comfortable owning that? Hubris means blaspheming the gods, extreme arrogance, that, nothing to aspire to. But in vocal awareness, I treat hubris as positive. I say to you, well, vocal awareness is extraordinary work. It can help you change your life in moments. Now that's stupid and arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> but if I say to you, vocal awareness is extraordinary work. It can help you change your life in moments. That's not arrogant. Mm. That's my truth. So learning to own the size of that type of vision and get comfortable conveying it. You're going on a sales call. You're running a meeting. I've taught at the highest levels of an in industry for years, and there's a difference between between sitting at the side of the table in a board meeting and sitting at the end of the table. (laughs) If you're sitting at the side of the table, but the man's sitting at the front of the table, and you're presenting, you're going to feel uncomfortable. Why? So we learn to practice these things. Hmm. I practice that elevator pitch. I practice it on video. I practice it on audio. Yes, the words will change. The circumstance will change. But the storylines are the same storylines. I practiced that PowerPoint presentation. One of my great executives came to me when he was in his mid-50s, already an EVP of a global company, probably fifth or sixth in command in the corporation globally. And he'd never read a PowerPoint presentation in his life. He had bullets and far too many slides. And so his first PowerPoint presentation, he read it in vocal awareness office mini iPad did that for a year and a half because it was all transliterated in what's called visceral language. We learn in vocal awareness to make voice visual. What word did you just see underlined? Visual. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it brings out the gravitas of what I'm saying. So I was sitting next to one of his direct reports in this first meeting and I hadn't yet begun to teach her. She came to study shortly thereafter and every note that she was taking was what he had underlined in his copy. Because only 8% of what we speak in every conversation, this podcast for example, is retained by the listeners' unconscious words from the words themselves. 92% of what we're speaking about right now is conveyed to the sound of the voice and the body language. Yes, even over the internet, body language matters. I take all my stuff out right now, and I'm talking to you without vocal awareness, and no visceral language with no body language, and we, of course, instantly feel the change in communication. This is less effective.
2: Mm.
1: I now put myself back in the work, and I'm in stature. I have a conscious, loving breath. I see the edge and arc of sound. I see my words. You're still hearing Arthur, but all of these other elements are seamlessly woven in. Did that connect?
0: Yes, it did. It yeah, it did very much. And Arthur, I want to get into exactly how in just a moment. First, I should say thanks to our sponsor, the folks making this episode possible, is a company called Gusto Easy Online Payroll Benefits, an HR built for modern small business. Everybody loves to get paid, but loving your payroll provider That's a little on the weird side. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use. And you can add benefits and HR support to take care of your team and keep your business safe. Gusto is loyal and it's modern and you might just fall in love with it yourself. You can demo it free for three months when you run your first payroll. You can try that demo and test it out right now when you go to this url it's gusto.com slash read to lead that's gusto.com slash read to lead don't wait for better payroll this year get started now gusto.com slash read to lead this to me sort of lends itself to uh, something you talk about being the next generation of of the c-suite i think it's probably my next job should i ever hold down a regular job and that is the the Chief Vocal Awareness Officer. Talk about your, your thinking in and around that oh, you're inside so companies. Oh,
1: splendid, man. <laughs> hey, you've really done some significant work. Thank you. <laughs> you know, companies have CTOs and CIOs, etc. I want them to have CVAOs, Chief Vocal Awareness Officers. It's sort of like I envision it as a communication ombudsman, mm. a resource that you go to. Who can really help one side communicate more effectively with the other? Helping us step into our power. I turned 73 the 23rd of last month. Oh, wow. And I began the 54th year of vocal awareness. And I announced that I have begun my legacy journey. This is an important work, not just because I say it is, but because <laughs> it is truly a paradigm shift in communication. <laughs> And part of my legacy time is I am looking for people who really want to take this work on. So I have just launched the first communication course where we can really learn how to do this work. And I will certify you in vocal awareness. Mm -hmm. And there are multiple levels to it. So that by the time you come out of the second one in a year and a half or two, they're designed in quarters that you really will be qualified to both make money teaching vocal awareness but also taking vocal awareness into the workplace because I want to perpetuate the work. When I say voice is power, I'm speaking about really not worrying about what others think while we're being ourselves. We do not realize how much work it takes to be ourselves while others watch or listen. (laughs) That sounds really absurd, but it's a very important point that I'm making they say, don't take it personally. It's all personal. It's not directed at anyone else. There's no one else's name on that door. It's me. Years ago, I had a young man who studied with me, and he told me a story. He remembered me saying, no off switch. And if you ever feel nervous or intimidated, count to three and walk in. So a young lady moved into his apartment building down the hall And he stood out in front of her door. He wanted to ask her out for a date. And he stood out in front of her door for several minutes because he was too nervous to (laughs) knock on the door. And he remembered me saying, count to three. He counted the three, knocked on the door. They started dating. (laughs) But it was that ritual of, okay, I first have to be there for myself. Counting the three enabled him to do that. Mm. So it brings to mind what I also call a mastery moment. The theme is that the meeting begins before you walk in the room. That athlete on the sideline, on the bench on the court, isn't just sitting there. They have rituals before they walk out and play. That basketball player never changes his ritual at the free throw line, ever. The batter in the box never changes. That performer waiting to come out on the wings isn't simply visiting with the stage manager. They're focused. They're getting centered. So in vocal awareness, our mastery moment, we put ourselves in stature. We thank source. We think about how do I want to be known? We allow a conscious living breath. All the principles you're reading about in the book, we practice them. We embody them. It takes 20, 30 seconds. And then we walk in carrying that information with us, helping us to be who we are, not present who we are. Mm.
0: Well, there's several things you said there I want to touch on. I I have spent the better part of the last five or so years predominantly working with people who want to start podcasts, especially those doing interviews. And and one of the things I talk with them about is is something you hit on and they're often surprised to learn that I suggest before going into an interview, you're practicing, you're rehearsing, you're warming up, you're doing all these things to sort of get in the right mindset. I would have guessed you and I were about the same age. So I'm really surprised to learn that you've got about 20 years on me. You do Not look at.
1: You've read about this in the book at this point. Here's a warm up. That's going to sound really ridiculous. That's a fundamental warm up called a yawn sigh. Hmm. You're how vigorous my voice becomes. I'm now going to move into the second aspect. That was the first. I'm going to say a sentence. When I speak, I need to be aware. But you won't understand a single syllable, again, I'll sound even more ridiculous. (laughs) When I speak, I need to be aware. Hmm. Obviously everything changes. CBS Sports is one of my clients, the NFL Network is one of my clients. I was at Super Bowl this past week, and this is what Kurt Warner and I were doing, Steve Mariucci, Michael Irvin. Starting at 6.30 in the morning in my hotel room, then in Mooch's, etc. Warming up before going on air, because that athlete would always stretch. I'm a singer. I always vocalize. Mm. But as podcasters, as speakers, we never think like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Mm. I'm taking this to a level of an art form, because this is vibration. It's energy. Mm. We don't just drop a rock in the water and have it sink to the bottom. Rather... That rock we drop in the water sends concentric rings across the surface of the pond, touching everything it comes in contact with. Mm. It's vibration. What is voice? Vibration. So I take this responsibility really seriously. Mm. I've been, I have a deep spiritual practice, and I've been in this practice for over 52 years, and I don't miss a day of meditation and prayer every morning at 3 or three thirty or 4, mm. for 45 minutes to an hour. And when I first met over 50 years ago, the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who created Transcendental Meditation, I'll never forget him saying that I want to have a billion meditators on the planet to shift the vibration of the planet. I want to have a billion people doing vocal awareness, using this in conversation to make the world a safer place, a more respectful, honorable place as we speak with one another in a more respectful, congruent, consciously aware space so that we're living more effective, passionate, compassionate lives and more consciously confident, not just doing what we do, but being who we are while we do it. Hmm. Does this make any pragmatic sense to you?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's right up my alley. Having earned a living behind a microphone and communicating for 30, almost 33 years. It, it, it embodies everything I've, I've been taught over the years and then some. I, I'd, I'd love to know that if you're, if you're going so far as to say that for someone who feels they're not a natural leader, they can actually learn to communicate it and embody it anyway.
1: Oh, my God, Jess. It's so special to watch these things happen. There is a, a woman whom video I'd like you to see. Her name is Kirsten Cinema. She was just elected to the United States Senate out of Arizona, a Democrat in a red state. I said to her before we began work, I said to her chief of staff, my criteria is for you to understand that I have never believed one campaign ad either side of the aisle. Mm. If you choose to work with me, it is on the premise that I want you to communicate, not in a way that sounds like a sales pitch but being the storyteller and embodying the woman you're capable of letting us know you are. Hmm. So we spent three or four hours on Skype, and I flew to Arizona that morning when she was going to tape. I annotated her prompter copy in visceral language. I look at music, it tells me everything to do. We look at words, they don't tell us anything, they're just (laughs) words. So when you look at the visceral language section in the book, Making Voice Visual, it teaches us how to make words come alive. Hmm. So, prompter copies annotated in visceral language. I'm sitting right next to the camera conducting every nanosecond of it. I was a vocal director in the movie Annie 41 years ago or whenever the film came out. And I go into the booth with Aileen and Albert, and I'm like a third base coach conducting the unconscious. Mm. Aileen does tomorrow in one take and these types of things. And it comes out far more musical than would come out without that guidance. That's mm-hmm. part of the work. So I'm conducting every moment of Kirsten's breath, downbeat, space, eyes, not to make her into somebody she's not, but to help her connect to who she's truly capable of being mm-hmm. and helping her embody a level of conscious awareness. So the integrity of the woman comes through. It's about three minutes and change. So be interesting to take a look at that mm. and see what you think because I don't want you to see the work. I only want you to see this extraordinary woman mm. and listen to her tell her story.
0: Well, I'd love to know, Arthur, what are some of the things you've learned coaching some of these people you've had the opportunity to, to coach? What has coaching them taught you?
1: What an interesting thought. I don't know if we've actually ever been asked that question. <laughs> One of the things that is confirmed for me is that we all process vocal awareness the same. It's part of the human condition. Mm. Speech is habit. Nobody thought about it before I came barging in and asked <laughs> you to think this way.
0: <laughs> well, I got a couple of questions in the time we have left, Arthur, not directly related to the book. Before I do that, is there anything else from the book you want to make sure we walk away
1: with? Oh, probably about 4,000 things. But <laughs> you've really touched on such meaningful things and you... You've Mm. done them graciously and thoughtfully. Well, thank you. Thank you. I simply want to encourage people, this book can help you change your life. Years ago when I was teaching Tony Robbins, I said, Tony, I disagree with your basic premise. I'm sorry. We cannot empower people. That's arrogant. But we can help them empower themselves. This work really is helping us empower ourselves. Mm. And it is as step-by-step as anything one could read.
0: Well, Arthur, I want you to think for a moment about a book or two that has impacted you in your career and in your life. What would you say are the titles that immediately come to mind as having had the biggest
1: impact on you? The poetry of Seamus Heaney, mm. Nobel poet. Ellie Wiesel's Night. Thomas Mann's Joseph and His Brothers. Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Love in the Time of Cholera, and the last one. Cervantes, Don Quixote. When I finished it, I have to start over again.
0: (laughs) I love that. Every one of those uh, recommendations have never been mentioned on the show in (laughs) five and a half years. So that's some great new reading there. Well, you mentioned, uh, I think, some of this already, but I'll ask in case there's anything else you want to add. What's ahead for you and your team currently that you're excited about going forward?
1: The certification course and the focus on really this year making this message heard loud and clear like a klaxon blaring. And as they say, I'm not getting any younger. This is my legacy time. I'm just so blessed to get to do the work I do. And here I'm teaching these young broadcasters at Full Sail University. This course began a year ago last month. And believe it or not, it is the first time in any broadcast major that voice and communication have actually ever been taught. Hmm. Hard to believe that in broadcasting there's never been a voice class or a communication course integrated into a broadcast major. It's astonishing. Wow. They learn to produce and write and direct and edit, but not how to talk. So they're learning how to do that here, and we're just building it, and that's exciting.
0: Well, the book again is called Vocal Leadership Seven Minutes a Day to Communication mastery and his name is Arthur Samuel Joseph. So wonderful to have had you on the show today Arthur. Thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, obviously busy day to be here and we thank the class too for for coming along for the ride. It was a, a real treat.
1: Well, thank you for your kindness and for creating this opportunity. Thank you for the time and enjoy the journey everyone.
0: I mentioned a special 50% discount off Arthur's course. It's called Visual Voice Pro, and you can find it at read to voice. That's read to lead voice. In the promo code section for 50% off, you want to use this discount code, and it is case sensitive, so keep that in mind. One zero zero off for one hundred off, OFF. And then the letters VVP for Visual Voice Pro. That's 100OFF VVP, all capital letters, no spaces, and that will get you 50% off Arthur's Visual Voice Pro course. Now if you forget all that, all the details are at the show notes page for this episode. That's easy to remember. It's the episode number tagged on to the end of our website, read to com slash two five three for episode two fifty-three. I encourage you to connect with Arthur on social media. You can find him on most social media platforms as Vocal Awareness. If you have any comments, feedback, or questions about today's episode, feel free to reach out to me directly. You can write me at jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. And consider checking out that free three-month demo from our sponsor, Gusto, at gusto.com slash readtolead. Finally, thank you to Wallace V. in iTunes, who calls Read to Lead, a great podcast, and gives it five stars. Says he listens every week on his way to work and always finds great takeaways. I trust, Wallace, that today was no exception. Thank you so much for that kind rating and review. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead.